The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalade. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate it. And my friends, I don't know if they're Ebony's friends or not, but they will be before the session's over. That's right. My friends from Donlinger Construction. What's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Glad to be here and um, trying to survive the heat. Yeah. Yeah. 110 today, I believe. I don't know. Yeah. It's just hot. It's just hot. <laughs> That's I'm what I <laughs> Well, I'm excited to meet both of the Don Lingers. We have Raymond and Tom in the house. And, you know, it's, it's, these are legends. I've heard your name since the beginning of time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you you are a multi generational success story, um, and and I am really excited to hear what you guys are going to tell us. So, if you would tell us your names, which I've already announced, but the titles that you go by in your business. I'm Tom Donlinger, president of the company, and I am the third generation. Very nice. And I'm Raymond Donlinger. Uh, executive vice president, and I am the fourth generation that is of Donlinger Construction. That's awesome. And, and Raymond's my nephew. Yep. All my right. Brother okay. son. Brother son. Okay. And my brother retired, so living the good life. He's living okay. the good life. <laughs> one of these days. Yeah, I know. Whoops, I digress. That wasn't, that, was, that wasn't for me, right? Okay. Go he, ahead. He, he did tell me if you retire, you better keep busy. Okay. Or you'll go nuts. So yeah. Anyway. I would imagine that. I would. I would. So would I. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about the history of Don Linger Construction? From what I what I recall, um, you guys began in, what, 1898? Yes. Um, yes and that's, I mean, Kansas became a state in, what, 1861? So <laughs> uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, the family originated from Luxembourg. Hmm. And if you know where Luxembourg is, it's right Below, right next to France, Germany, and Italy. And they actually speak the three languages in Luxembourg. Whoa. And so anyway, um, the family um, came. They settled up in the Illinois-Wisconsin region. And in Belgium-Wisconsin, there's actually a Luxembourg Museum. So a lot of people, immigrants, came to that area. So my grandfather, at the age of 18, um, Nicholas Donlinger, they 
always referred to him as NL. I'm not <laughs> sure why. Um, came at the age of 18. You, you know, back then they were telling everybody go west. Mm-hmm. And he did go west and located in Claflin, Kansas. Mm-hmm. That's up north, northeast Kansas, right? So, so Claflin's up by Ellsworth, Great Bend, up in that okay, area. Gotcha. And that's, it's famous for Jackie Stiles. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jackie. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So he um, located in Claflin and, and probably because they knew Somebody that lived there, or <laughs> it's, a, it's a German okay. town. And if you go back to Claflin, he built every barn for every farmer in the region, built the church and school in the town, <laughs> and went there at the age of 18. And then he married a sweetheart that was from Claflin, Kansas. And then he had four boys. And the four boys, he said, you know, if they're going to come into the business, and that's where the name Donlinger and Sons Mm. came. Uh The original name was just Donlinger Construction. And then when the oldest son came into the business, he put Sons on it. And we've kind of gone back to the Donlinger construction. Decided he needed to move to a bigger city if his boys were going to come into the business. Hmm. So he came to Wichita in 1925 and only brought one son with him. And his wife stayed in Claflin with the other kids until he could figure out if he could make it in the city. He didn't really know anybody. Right. And so one year later, he moved the entire family to Wichita. So moved to Wichita in 1925 with one son, then a year later brought the entire family, right? He started building barns and schools, and now Don Linger has diversified in so many different ways from that 1925 version to where it is today. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about the diversification of the types of well, projects? When he, when he came to Wichita, he was building a lot of homes. And um, one of the houses, if you've ever heard of the Symphony Show, Case Homes at the Symphony Dome, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. one of them was at Roosevelt and First Street on the northeast corner. And I don't know how many years ago that was, 15 years ago, but that he built that home. Wow. So he came and he was building homes up in the College Hill area, down on George Washington Boulevard where the Cox mm-hmm. Communication Building is, the old Sears building in that area, and then small commercial projects. And then the second generation took over in 1946. And after World War II is when they got into the commercial business big time. Gotcha. Because the military said, hey, we need to build up the military. Mm -hmm. 
coming out of the war, they saw they were vulnerable. The McConnell Air Force Base was exploding. Boeing was exploding. Fort Riley was exploding. So they got into the big time in the military business. And, and so that's kind of when the commercial started is after the war. How many employees do you guys have now? How many what? Employees. 240. 240. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Woo. That's and the majority are in Wichita. How many? So you have offices in what cities? Wichita. Wichita. Okay. And, and we do have a small little office in Olathe, Kansas. I, I thought you were in the Kansas City area as well. That's why. What do you feel, Don Linger Construction, what problem do you feel you guys solve besides just building commercial? I mean, what's your niche? I mean, is there a certain industry you try to stay in or? What do you solve by building? You know, really, industries, um, diversification. Um, Donlinger is able to approach any project issue and provide a solution um, across the board. Um, my elevator speech to most, um, if I have to explain what Donlinger does, we build everything except single-family residential homes. Whoa, okay. So if you can walk on it, if you can cross um, you know, any bridges, um, industrial water treatment plants, wastewater treatment plants. We do the maintenance um, on those facilities, um, commercial buildings, um, hospitals, schools, um, you name it, we can build it. Um, I think energy service centers and operations centers, maybe. That's what I've heard as well. Yeah. Got a beautiful um, site up on 4004 North Tobin, if I remember right. Was That was you, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but no, we really strive on diversification and then Really having the employee skill set be uh, cross-trained. Um, so not all our uh, commercial building um, workers will always build a commercial building. They'll, they all, we won't just build hospitals. Um, nice. You know, if there's a slowdown in the market or if there's an uptick in an, another industry, um, we're able to shift um, labor and expertise over in a new market without having to go hire more people. Um, we're able to take our core um, employees that have been cross-trained in all these different skill sets um, to go work on any type of project. Mm. And so when Donlinger is good example, building a building and there's some unforeseen um, issue, um, we generally have in-house knowledge to solve those problems. We like the, the 240 employees or team members can actually perform and do the work. So, so they, they are very skillful. So when an owner has an emergency, mm -hmm. um, they call us mm. and, and, we can, and we can take care of it. And so, and so that's something that has been developed for a lot of years. We we have that skilled workforce. A lot of years. I want to touch on that. I mean, 1898, is that when you started? Mm -hmm. 1898. 1909 is when we started electricity here. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys have been around before electricity. So what's the secret sauce? I mean, you've seen people come and go, whether it's blank, blank and sons or 
so-and-so or whatever. You've seen them come and go, but you guys are still here. What's the staying, staying power? What's the secret sauce to make that happen? I, I, I'll just make a comment. I, I think it's people. Okay. I, th- I think the secret to the success of our company has been the people. And I, I, I'll tell you one humorous little story. I don't know if it's humorous, but, <laughs> but when I became president at the young age of 30 years old, Wow. My, ta- my dad told me, I, literally, keep your mouth shut and don't think you know anything because there's people in this company that are a heck of a lot smarter than you are. That's and when you said, win. Listen yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. So, so I've always carried that. We, we got great people. They're smart, and we let them do their jobs. So, so when your dad told you that, how did the, how did that keep cascading down generations? You teaching your folks to find the right people. I mean, how did how did, how did you keep that <laughs> that uh, battle cry going? You know, find the right people. It you know it's really great leaders will always look for greatness in others, and just because one person is doing a function today doesn't mean that's what they're great at. Right, but a good leader will see what they're really good at and inspire them to move forward, um, whether it's within our company or somewhere else. And I know there's been a lot of people that have gone through Donlinger that have become very um, successful in other fields, in other construction companies. And I think that's what makes Donlinger such a great place because as, as our employees come through, um, whether it be a, a lifelong career or just a internship, um, you try to push and find to, to inspire the individual. Wow. And I think that's the true success of why Donlinger has been the longevity and why we will continue in the future. Cause it's, it's about that push to find that inspirational talent within everybody. And that's why we like doing this podcast because we have a diversity of folks. We got the company that just started last week, you know, yeah. and then we got somebody who's been here before electricity. So, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to, and get those nuggets so people can hear how you guys make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm mesmerized by the amount of talent that has come through your doors that have gone on to create new businesses themselves because of being inspired by you and your company. Um, I think we interviewed a a gentleman a a few episodes back um, from Quick. Um, And I think he came through you guys. So we've had a lot of people who've given shout outs to Don Hager. They have. (laughs) So when you you talked about a a lot of different things, um, which is good, but I kind of want to know from your perspective, why Wichita? Why did you choose to stay in Wichita? There's two ways, in my humble opinion, in, in our industry, there's two ways to grow, vertically, horizontally. If you grow vertically, you're going to travel and you're going to start opening offices around the country. Okay. The second generation had an office in Springfield, Missouri for 20 years. Mm. 
And so when my generation came in, we decided to pull back, pull out of that market, concentrate in Wichita, but we said, how can we grow? And because, you know, you only have so many resources, you're limited. So we made, my generation, we made the decision to try to grow horizontally. Okay. Mm. And so in 1987, between 87 89, <clears throat> that's when we got in the bridge business. Well, that's when that's that's we we said. Well, let's um, you, you know the company had a skilled workforce. We're very strong in concrete work, and we had the equipment. And we said, so what else can we do? And and so from that we got in the bridge business. We got in the earthwork business. We got in the crane rental business. So many times you'll drive around town and see a crane on a job. It could be ours and not on our job. Wow. Um, and we also, we were in the underground utility business, but it was a separate company. And we merged them into Donlingers. Hmm. So wow. now we have all these different divisions to allow us to grow horizontally, horizontally, but we all get to go home at night and sleep yeah. in our own beds. And, wow. the, and, and, <laughs> and when we got in the bridge business, I'll never forget this. Glenn Beebe, he, he was one of our first employees. And about five years later, he walked in my office. He, he worked in the field. He was a superintendent. And he said, you're the first company ever worked for where I got to go home at night wow. mm. and be with my family. So that's how we chose to do it. Horizontally. And it's not okay. it's not necessarily the correct way or the right way, but but um, that's what we chose to do, and it's actually been extremely fun. <laughs> and we've had, we've, we've, we've had some amazing projects, and we're proud of them. You I, have. I don't know if you want to Way in Raymond on that yeah, comment. I, I I agree with Tom. And you know, to this point, you know, since I've been a part of the company, we've had uh an office in Castle Rock, Colorado. Um, we're starting one in Kansas City. And, you know, I, I think it's about doing what your employees want to do, your leaders, mm -hmm. um, and growing that market where they want to go and where they see opportunity. And I think the, the horizontal is always going to be there and that's going to be our main focus. Um, but as, as our different divisions that, that are within Donling or grow, mm -hmm. I think you, at some point there's going to have to be some vertical growth. Um, but Wichita has been such a great home and there's so many opportunities. Um, we want that horizontal growth um, just to be like Tom said, to be able to go home every night. Um, and inspire and grow the Wichita community. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Raymond and Tom Donlinger, and we're hearing their story. Right now, we have to take a little bit of a break here from our sponsors, and we'll be back. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes 
even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. As a convener of people and ideas, the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce continues to extend our reach and maximize our efforts to provide the best possible business environment in our region. Your partnership is imperative for accelerating business success. We invite you to visit wichitachamber.org to learn more about the benefits of membership and become involved with our efforts to provide success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. Visit wichitachamber.org and follow us on your favorite social media platform. Welcome back, friends. We are here with Raymond and Tom, and we are hearing about the very successful Don Linger story. So we talked a little bit about Wichita, and we talked about, you know, you growing your employees, and we talked about you growing the business. I'm interested to know, what scares you? <laughs> and there's a chuckle. Yeah, there's a chuckle. <laughs> my, my golf game scares <laughs> me. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, not not to get too political, but I think it is really important that we don't overburden businesses with government regulations and we just start crushing them. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to make the startups, it's going to make the smaller businesses, it's just going to be tougher and tougher to be in business. And the larger companies are just gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger because they can handle with all the regulations. Mm. And so so I, I think it's, uh, and, I, and I'm, I don't wanna give any examples, but, but it, we just can't crush people. And, um, and so that kind of scares me. You know, for me, it's that the keeping that skilled workforce alive um, that younger generation coming through um, the trades, mm-hmm. um, I think that that scares me a little bit. And you know, as our society becomes more technology focused, I know more and more people want to go to the the digital side. But there's always going to be a need um, for that skilled workforce. And I know there's been a lot of um, progress made in the past couple of years with WSU Tech and other um, programs, but we still need to get the young, younger generation, the people into those um, training programs mm-hmm. um, to build up those skills and to get them into the workforce because it's not, not all um, um, sweat and dirty and um, construction environment all the time in our business. And I think if more people would just see that um, they could see what a great opportunity and career they can make out of it. You know, that was one of the challenges that uh, we faced as well um, as a company with Evergy, trying to find linemen and line women and people to go into the f- field and partnering with those higher um, educational places like WSU Tech mm-hmm. um, and Pratt and things like that has been really beneficial in getting them during high school. So for your company, what are some of the ways in which that you partner to try to, um, I guess, 
show people um, the other parts of your industry? Because people a lot of times think that construction is, like you said, it's just dirty. All you're doing is working with your hands. But there's so many different types of jobs that you provide in your company. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's really uh, starting that insight early. Mm-hmm. Um, elementary, middle school, and you know, before COVID, before when we could go into the classrooms, um, Donlinger would, um, along with other contractors in, in Wichita, go into different schools and provide a insight into the industry. And we would have a couple uh, lesson plans that we developed, and we would go around to different elementary and middle schools and um, do different activities to show what construction is, whether it be uh, 3D modeling and machine control. Um, so we have a staff of um, field engineers that will create and develop 3D models on the computer, and then they load them into the equipment. And the equipment is um, smart enough to automatically change your grade, and all the operator really has to do is drive in a straight line. The machine does everything else. That does two things. That makes you more accurate on the job site, so you don't have to go back and do it again. But it also makes that learning curve for the operator a lot quicker mm-hmm. because they're, they don't have to have that um, um, y- your butt in the seat to learn how to do it. Um, the machine is doing a lot of it for you. And we have different activities that we could take into the school prior to that and show them what that 3D model looks like or maybe you teach them a, a lesson plan on topographic maps and had the way contours change and um, why water flows, what it does and what our utility guys are doing in the field when they're installing a storm sewer and why mm-hmm. it always has to be running downhill. Stuff like that to get them to think that construction's just not all, you know, dirt and sweat. Um, that it does take skill it, it does take um, thinking, um, but there's a lot of opportunity um, for anybody. That is a really sophisticated model. And, you know, when I was growing up, I wish that we had people coming into the classroom mm-hmm. uh, to talk to us about those other career paths and fields. So I, I commend you for that. We, we were talking to the dean of um, the business school at Newman University. We just got to thinking there's a lot of business students that could come in and do construction, work in, in our industry, but they yeah. don't know about Exactly, it. yeah. So we invited the dean, and they brought five people from Newman University to come down to our office, walk through, and we're going to show them everything we do. And they were absolutely dumbfounded Mm -hmm. that there were so many opportunities because all they think about is working out in the field, pouring concrete, that type of thing. They forget the the technical side of it. And and so it's an education. What that does is we want the younger graduating students to stay in Wichita. Mm -hmm. We, We don't want them to leave and go find a job somewhere else. But if, if they only know a certain segment of what's open, then they may not be interested in that and move away and go do something else with, without knowing what all the possibilities for um, their future are here in Wichita. 
So just having those different types of conversations with the different professors and uh, programs within Wichita, just to make sure, hey, there is other opportunity besides aircraft or some other industrial mm -hmm. um, employment that Wichita can provide. I think that's great because, you know, even coming in, we how do we break down all these um, misconceptions of what industry looks like? Um, it, even before today, you know, it's difficult uh, to go out and tell people these are the types of industry that we have in Wichita because they only think of aircraft, right? They mm -hmm. only think of certain things. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going out to educate and show people that you can have a, a degree, a liberal arts degree, a business degree, but there's still room here in this construction industry. For you, we actually hired two of the Newman mm -hmm. students. Yeah, the, data, data analyst oh. program. I want to talk about a five-letter word of today called COVID. Mm -hmm. In your business, give us the four one one on how did it affect you? How did it affect prices? What can we expect from your point of view? For are prices still rising? I've heard that they're coming down, and what what's going on there? What as as it relates to COVID and your start, business? I'll take the first shot at that. Okay. <laughs> the good news, okay, is that the governor declared construction an essential industry. Okay. So during the height of COVID, and I'm scared it's kind of creeping back in. Mm -hmm. But we continued working. Okay. And so what we did on the office side, we set everybody up with a computer at home so they could work from home. And they had the choice to work from home or the office or come into the office. But then we'd have to socially distance. Mm -hmm. Um, and we did a pretty good job of that. Um, the good news is the, the office is set up with individual offices as opposed to a bullpen. Okay. So we didn't have that problem. Some of those companies had the just big open spaces. Open so, concept. So everybody <laughs> was kind of isolated. And out of 35 office employees, only four took us up on that offer to work from home. Wow. And they only did it for about two weeks. Came back. <laughs> Came back. And I asked one lady um, that works for us, I said, how come you never went home and worked from the house? And she goes, are you kidding me? I don't <laughs> want to be around my husband all day long. <laughs> that's great. So I said, that's fair enough. Right. So then in the field, um, you can't go, you can't work from home. You, right. you know, you got to be out there um, putting the building together or the bridge or whatever it is. And during the height of COVID, when everybody mm -hmm. was just really afraid, mm -hmm. we gave, and I think around 135 people, we gave them the option that they could take off for two weeks and not come to work if they did not feel comfortable, for whatever reason. They may have health issues, they may have kids, young kids at home, out of school, whatever the reason. And then we paid them a stipend 
during that time. So they at least had in some income coming in. Wow. And that only lasted two weeks. And, and they all, and so out of 135 people, only 11 took us up on that offer. What's the outlook on construction prices? And, 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 and the, the, the construction prices, Don, that is, that is something beyond my <laughs> capabilities to know what's going on. Really? It, wow. It, it, is it the federal government printing money and mm-hmm. handing it out? Is it, is it um, COVID? Is it, I, I, I don't know, but um, um, that is one of our big concerns. Um, we do have a client that um, was going to build a second phase, and mm. the prices were in a three-year period were outrageous. Wow. And so they stopped the project. And so that's, that's a, what scares me. You asked that. <laughs> yeah. That scares me that that money's cheap right now. Okay? It's available. Mm-hmm. But it's also, do you want to pay three times as much as what you were paying three years ago? And so so that that's a problem. But what... What's going to stabilize all this? I, I don't, don't know. know. If Tom L- Donlinger don't know, nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's all I'm well, saying. And Raymond, I mean, let you Raymond, have you know. something to <laughs> No, I, you know, I don't think our our economy is made to shut down like it did. Mm-hmm. And so you had a lot of different scenarios. People staying at home to take care of family. You had people took re- early retirement. Mm-hmm. Um all these different challenges are out there. And then as, as our economy has come back, you know, I think the demand is there. And like we see across the city of Wichita, employment is everybody needs employees. And I don't know where the employees are um, (laughs) that, that were there before. Um, But I know, I I know it's going to come back. It just may be different. And I think that's okay. what a lot of businesses and overall industries are looking at now. How do we produce the same amount or more product um, with less people? Well, I, I just have a couple of things to ask you before we wrap up. Where do you think your organization will be in five years from now? Well, I hope I'm lying on a beach retiring. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. <laughs> I, I, I think one thing that um, is changing very rapidly in our industry, um, construction typically has lagged manufacturing and technology. Hmm. And I think that's changing really fast. And so I think Raymond's talking about the GPS on equipment and setting the grade and the operator just sitting there someday and, and it's already happening, you're going to be sitting at a computer in the office running the equipment. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And so I think that technology, we have one contractor friend um, that's in another state. They have a robotic mason 
a robot laying masonry on a building. Are and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to see that operate. But I, I think you're going to see, I think in the next five years, technology is going to drive our business. That's just a crazy visual. I'm imagining some robot doing the brick, putting the mortar on, making sure. Everything. I mean, uh, that's crazy to me. And, 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 and it lays a brick a lot better than I do. Wow. 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 So, and a lot faster. Doesn't get tired. <laughs> Doesn't need a Doesn't, break. Doesn't get injured. Yeah. Wow. But oh, it's amazing. My, that's something. Wow. But, but, you know, I think Tom's right. I think technology is really going to push our industry. Um, and we're seeing it today. And, you know, I think with technology pushing our industry, that's going to change um, the homes that we live in, the buildings that we work in, the streets and bridges that we get to our destination on. Um, I think the means and methods of constructing those are going to continue to change. Mm-hmm. Um, one, natural resources. Um, I think uh, care for the environment, um, the recyclability and longevity of what we want out of everything we build. We want it to be maximum length of time um, while, you know, being um, cautious about the future and climate ahead. So as we're wrapping up before I, I, I let Don uh, take over, because this is his, <laughs> he, um, you guys have some really notable projects and I just want to hit on a few and have you maybe Talk about them. You know, the best one that I think is the Evergy Service Center, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, they were the best client we've ever worked for. Whoa! Oh. Love that. Whoa. See? There you go. Way to go, E. Yeah. <laughs> when um, you're in the Evergy room, yeah. you, you got you to well, say Good call. Good call. Stop. Um, <laughs> you guys also did Interest Bank Arena, we did. right? Yeah. Mark Arts. Mark Arts. That was one. Uh, WSU, I think, the Radigan Center. Is that correct? Yeah, Am yeah. I right? Radigan. And Radigan, and we're presently doing the new business school. Oh. Wolsey Hall. Very nice. And um, Henry Levin Arena, the mm. original building, the Coke expansion, uh, the Shocker Dorms, Shocker Hall. Wow. You guys have done it all. Place. Exploration Place. How could I forget about that? And the Epic Center. Every, oh, the yeah. tallest Every, building in, in the Wichita. state of Kansas. Oh, yeah. in the state. Let him just flow. <laughs> yeah. come to him. We, <laughs> we, we could probably go on the rest of the day. Well, it's fun time. Well, we've had fun, but it's double fun time. We're going to do word association. I'll give you one word. You can give me one back. doesn't matter whichever one you want to pick. It's not wrong because it's your word. So let's go with leader. You can't say Tom. So <laughs> um, You want a person. No, just, just your word. I'm just, just a word. I put that on there just so you don't so say it, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Inspirational. Excellent. Success. Integrity. College. Important. Failure. Success. Wichita. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's two words. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. The chamber. Important. Hero. Hero? Mm-hmm. Martin Donlinger. My uncle, by the way. Very nice. Excellent. Last but not least, beverage. <laughs> <laughs> he had the laugh come from Tom. I, 
I would probably say Miller Lite. Okay. Tom? I would say Bud Light because of Barry Schwann is listening to this. <laughs> Excellent. He would take me down. Yeah, so. yeah, you bet. Good answer, that. good yeah. answer. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Ebony and Don, and a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Thank you for being here. This was great. Thanks for taking time out of your day to yeah. spend it with Don and I, giving the listeners the background to your story. So, wow. friends, we've come to the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening in. Please like us. Please share the podcast. Please make certain that you leave comments to let us know who you'd like to hear from next. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.